Live from the PTQ Top 8 table, it's the Slam Dunklers. And here we are drafting our first pick, Thoughtseize, doing it upright. Um, we are the Slam Dunklers, and we are ready to roll and cover some major topics happening in the Buffalo area. Um, big tournament events, PTQs, uh, draft analysis, and any of the viewer questions that we have received. So, John, um, good to be back recording with you. I know things have been a bit hectic with uh, you know some of our side projects, some of our live life stuff, some of our other things. So, how you been? I've been all right. Been uh, you know grinding out the uh, the old MTG, playing a uh, ton of tournaments lately, and uh, doing all right, I guess. Yeah, so let's do a quick little tournament recap for uh, for those who are not not dialed in. A couple weeks ago, we had the Garrett Horschel Memorial event at uh, Collectors Inn. I I feel like the event just just was amazing. Mm-hmm. It, it really captured everything that I'm pretty sure they wanted to do. Yeah, uh, it was fun. People came out. People supported the event. The um the event seems just very well received. Yeah, it, it was a great event. You know, uh, shout outs to Phil Detellis for uh, you know really spearheading the event. Yeah, Phil did a good uh, Shout outs to Collectors Inn for um, holding a really great event, and you know, um, it it uh, it really um, it, it really did a good tribute to Gary, um, who we both knew personally and you know played with um, alongside for quite a while. So yeah, many like, drafts. Yep. Yep. And uh, you know the the whole the the stories thing the uh, the prizes that were Gary's cards the stamps the um, just everything about it was was really great and uh, I'm really glad I got to play in it and I'm really glad that uh, you know a bunch of people who maybe didn't know Gary got to you know learn a little more about him. Yeah, um, you know a lot of people who were there probably just you know might not have known Gary, but seeing his family and his friends and all the <laughs> players he had known throughout the years, just hearing you know stories, seeing the slideshows that were going on, it it, it really was the kind of atmosphere that that just made me like I've never been so happy to be in an event before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah you, usually I, I just want to leave the event as soon as I get there, but this one was a, uh, this one was good. Yeah. So, um, how'd that event go? I know, I know someone won it, and I I don't remember who it was. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, some just random shitty won. Exactly. Was, oh wait, no, uh, I think it was actually. Uh, oh, it was you. You won the event. I did. I, I got there, man. It, uh... <laughs> Funny story about that. I, I opened this pool and I'm like, okay, you know, let's go blue black. Um, you know, like blue black, like Griptide, you know, Voyage's End, Wall, you know, crap like that. And uh, I walk over to Josh Horton and he's like, yeah, this deck's awful. And then uh, he's like, yeah, just build uh, build blue white. Okay, whatever. Then it was like, um, all right, I'll, I'll do that. Hey Kai, what do you think? He's like, yeah, Horton's wrong, but you are more wrong than him. <laughs> So uh, he's like, he's like, build red, white, and see how it looks. And like, it looked, just looked awful, just complete trash. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that deck's just insane. So I clearly <laughs> had no idea how to how to build a, a deck, you know, how to how to you know use a pool properly in this format. But um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, the, the deck turned out just just to be insane. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. There was actually one card they they didn't put in main that I thought. Every time I cast it was just just insane. It was uh, portent of betrayal. It's the the threat and effect that lets you scry one. Yep. And yeah, depending on your deck, that's main deckable. Yeah, yeah. I was all, I was like all in aggro, so like it seemed really strong. And worst case scenario, it was just four mana scry trigger heroic. But more often than not, when they're they're building up their their giant monster dude, you just you let them do it. You you steal it. and You just wipe them out on the backswing. Yep. And you know I feel like I definitely learned a lot about the format and. Uh, 
learned a lot. I just thought about analyzing seal pools from from that event. So um, yeah, I, I just major shout outs to everyone who made it happen. Joe from Collectors, Phil, and anyone who came out. Uh, hopefully, you guys had a good time. I know I know we did, and I know they're looking to um, to have another event like that next year. Yeah, that uh, it would be really nice to have this be a uh, yearly event. Yeah, that would that would definitely be something they're shooting for. And you know, if there's anything we can do to help, we're we're definitely on on top of that. And uh, yeah, we 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 did the uh, the story contest. I mean, I I heard all the stories, so it was really really cool for me because I was doing the the recording for it and some just really really great uh, audio and video on that. So it'll hopefully be up in a in a week or so. I'm just waiting to get a a good version of the audio back from Justin, and I'll I'll make it look really nice and it'll be on YouTube. And you know everyone can watch it and maybe learn a bit more about his life, is you know the impact he had on the Magic community and the the players in that community. So keep an eye out for that. I'm gonna try my hardest to make it look amazing because I know Gary's family and friends will appreciate it. So, mm-hmm. so you know I, I generally half-ass most things, but <laughs> you know for Not this one this. I might have to go the extra you know extra extra couple feet. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so it was a PTQ in Rochester uh, this. Last weekend. Are you jumping out of order on purpose? I forgot what else was going game on. Gamecore. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, there was a Gamecore event on Saturday. Gamecore TCG Player event. Yeah, there was a TCG Player Platinum event. And uh, someone won it, but that person was fueled by the power of the Joshe top decks. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. So uh, as a surprise to basically no one who has ever stepped foot in Buffalo, uh, Kybernet uh, won the event. Um, and with my cards and sleeves, with your cards and sleeves, that's, uh, that's an unbeatable combo right there. No, he had the Joe Shea top deck. Imagine how powerful he, he'd, he'd never lose a match at a, at a pro tour. If he uses my cards, my sleeves, and has my blessing with the deck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Kai, anyone who knows Kai knows that Kai does not play. Um, he does not usually play standard. And if he does, he'll have a deck for about a day and I'm like, Oh, this, this looks terrible. So, uh, and and he'll 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 change the deck. So I rode up with him. It was me, Kai, and an Ando. And the whole way up, he's like, "Yes, yeah, so you guys know what decks are good." And I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, I don't have a deck yet." I'm like, "We're we're driving to the event, and we're running late." So he shows up to Gamecore without a deck. He has no idea what he wants to play. And then he's just like, "Screw it, I'm playing Esper," and just plays Esper and just plays it better than anyone in the room all day. <laughs> And, and and you want to know how good Kybernet is? He has how good is he? He has an air, <laughs> he has an Erebos in play with five black devotion and doesn't attack because he doesn't know that Erebos can turn into a creature. <laughs> <laughs> he also I also saw him in Joshe fashion rip about three Sphinx's revelations at the perfect time to That's either win or not lose. That's my and, card. And go to time to top eight. Yeah, can't beat that. You can't Against beat that. Against the Wyatt Um. Against Dewyas and like the winning in for top eight, um, they're on like turn four, and Kai has to draw. He's got one draw step, and Dewyas has him dead. Rip sinks his revelation and doesn't and doesn't doesn't die. They and they end up getting a draw, and he gets to draw in. And then I don't know. I didn't stay for the top eight, um, but I'm I'm sure he had just as miraculous of top decks. Yeah. Well, I just just imagine how good. You know, I would be if I could actually play the cards well. Yeah, yeah. Kai, Kai had some really uh, Joshe level draws that tournament. So I mean, that's that's what you need to do to win a Magic tournament, and uh, he did it. Yeah, good draws and skills. So yep. uh, 
I'm halfway there. Yeah. <laughs> I got that one half down pretty well. Yep. You got the easy part done. I got the hard part done. You can't you can't teach that stuff. <laughs> That's true. You can't teach luck. <laughs> you can't teach luck. And it sounds like such a joke, but you know, it, it if you've ever seen me play, the the top of my deck is live. It's not live. It's not even just live. It's just clamoring to just destroy yeah, the opponent off the top. It's alive and very very well. Yeah, it's it's just looking the dream crush right there. <laughs> Always. So uh, yeah, so that event went well. Kai won. No real surprises there. Good, yeah, and it, it was a pretty sweet event. Uh, I think there was only there was only like 39 people there, and I still I don't understand why people why more people aren't going to these oh, GameCore events. It's, it makes no sense to me. It bleeds Gamecore, value. GameCore has a fantastic venue. And by the way, before I do this plug, I want to let people know that I have no affiliation with GameCore. Nope. I know Jim Reed and I, I know John like mildly, but I don't have any sort of like sponsor. For we do Game have Court. a Jim Reed rap. I do have a Jim Reed rap, which maybe at some point you'll earn the viewers will earn that, but not right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't have any affiliation nope. with Game. We Core, don't work for Game Core. We don't do anything. We just yeah. the place is amazing. I just don't understand why people aren't going to this events. They have one of the best, if not the best, venue in like the tri-state area, and there are some other stores that arguably have a, a comparable. Uh, venue, but I don't. I like the only one I can think of is Millennium, and I don't. I actually think that GameCore probably has a better venue than Millennium. Yeah, I, it does have. You know, it records, it streams on Twitch. Yeah, they they have a live recording setup. Um, <laughs> they have they have awesome prizes. They have all these awesome tournaments, and I, the only thing I can I can guess is that they're just are that no one lives in Erie, Pennsylvania that plays Magic. Yeah, like. We we get we get like a, a car or so of Buffalo people to go out every time because the events are so great. And, and I, like, I feel like more people should be traveling to those <clears throat> events just because yeah. it's it's comparable distance to Rochester. I mean, it might be an hour and a half, but at the same time, if you're driving an hour to Rochester, an hour and a half to Game Court isn't that you know that big of a you know upgrade in terms of you know time or or distance yeah. or things like that. So. Yeah, truth be told, we really should have more Buffalo cars in there. Just, just even to just talk smack to Pennsylvania, just yeah, go there, take all the prizes. It's a rivalry, yeah. 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 So if um, yeah, next time there's a Game Core event, man, guys, I uh, suggest you, you you make it out there. It's yeah. It's, I mean, let us really know. I mean, we can definitely do two cars or three cars or four cars, and it's definitely fun. Uh, occasionally, yeah. I'll be you know John or I will be on the the stream doing commentary and things mm-hmm. like that. So you could always have me just. You know, talk about you when you can't hear us on the stream to the the Twitch listeners or or things like that. We can do a deck tech, all that dumb stuff we do. Yep. And uh, I just want to say for the record that I won my first uh, feature match on camera. Just you did. One and zero lifetime on feature matches. Who are we playing against? Uh, I don't remember his name, but actually it was it was a revenge match because he beat me. He kept me from going five and zero because I misplayed at GP Pittsburgh. Nice. He he dream crushed my five and zero by ripping. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. He ripped something good that like put me. I was in like such an unlosable position that I didn't play around stuff and I attacked with a dutiful throw and I didn't need to. And then he ripped like a haste guy and a two drop three power guy. Yeah, Joe Shade. He ripped the guy that gives all of his guys haste. So he played the haste guy. He ripped the haste guy and played a two drop three power guy that gained haste and then killed me for exacties. Um, like I was so mad. I was so mad at that point because I, I would have been five zero, and my tournament was just like it was just like crushed from there. I just couldn't couldn't recover. But I won the revenge match in the first round. Always important. Um, and then 
I ended up getting going X and two, and I got bubbled out of of top eight. I got breakers out of top eight, but luckily, Mike Ando uh, did make top eight at X two, so he got bubbled in. I got bubbled out, which is you know not the worst. Yeah, it's always good if you if you get knocked out on breakers that when your when your friends gets in. So. Yep. Yep. So that was good, but uh, yeah, it was it was definitely a sweet event. I'm definitely going to make it to the next uh, you know. TCG player or GameCore Open Series Championship, whatever whatever big tournament that they're doing next, I'm definitely going to be grabbing a car's worth of people and going up. Yep. So uh, yeah, I, you know, I definitely you know into it too. I mean, if I if I'm just playing or commenting or, or whatever, it's just it's it's just a fun day. Yeah. It's not you know not so bad. No. Nope. De- definitely worse events you can go to. Yes, yes, there certainly are. So speaking of worse events you can go to. <laughs> Uh, it was a PTQ in Rochester. No, I'm just just teasing. Uh, the PTQ in Rochester was really fun. We uh, I judged it along with head judge Blaine and Joe Steet. No comment. <laughs> I thought didn't you make you you deemed him a real judge because he game lost someone out of top eight. Yeah, you know I can make that case. <laughs> <laughs> he he got his he got his wings. He he, he, he got game, his wings. He, he game lost someone out of top eight. He's a real judge now. Yeah, really. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a judge. He's no superstar though. He didn't he didn't DQ anyone yet. No, not yet. He hasn't DQ'd Vinny yet. He's not. He, he's yeah. still an amateur. So yeah. So speaking of amateurs, <laughs> this PTQ was full of all of the scrubs in the world. Vinny Shabet at top sixteen this event. Oh God, don't. So remind. anyone who was at uh, whatever your name is, John, have you ever top sixteen to PTQ? Uh, did I top 16 one? No, I think I got, I think I, oh, Vinny Shabet has got a better PTQ finish than you. That's true. He does. Are we looking for a new co-host? Cause after this, John will be killing himself. Yep. I will be dead. <laughs> it was a good run, John. Yep. You know, you can only go so long and it was okay. This was what the worst part was. So. I'm X I'm X two going into the last round and I get paired down against Ando, who's X two one. Or I guess more accurately Y two one where Y is less than X, but regardless. <laughs> we're both I'm X two he's X two one. So he's like uh well I'm like if if any of us have a chance to prize it's gonna be me. So he just he just scoops me in. But we played out we played out anyways. Side story. So me and him are playing this useless match. Jimin is playing a winning in. Dan Stella is playing a winning in. Joe Steet decides to watch Ando and Mine's game, which is like, okay. Joe Steet, because because it matters. <laughs> because it matters even a little bit. And he's like, well, this is the only interesting match going on. I'm like, we're playing for nothing. He's scooping to me. It doesn't matter. So we're playing. There's a bunch, and, of, there's a bunch of matches ready to determine the top eight, and you're watching yeah, these guys. Yeah, So – Ando like draws pretty, a card. Uh, side side story. Okay. Oh, not side side comment. I'm pretty sure he did it just so we can get mentioned on the podcast. Probably. And, Probably. and while it worked, he gets he gets he gets total down votes. He gets no respect. No shout outs. No shout outs. Negative. If he if he ever does anything worth shout out, he gets taxed. Gonna take that one away. Yep. We're taking his we're taking his future shout out away. <laughs> okay. Two shout outs. So, one to be named later. Yeah. <laughs> so he. Ando draws a card and like a card like goes on the ground and I'm like oh god whatever. oh god I'm, did he... I'm like I'm like whatever and he's like do you want to shuffle I'm like I don't care man whatever and Joe Steed's like no no he has to shuffle and I'm like okay I'll shuffle 
He's like, and I gotta give, and I gotta give Ando a warning for looking at extra cards. I'm like, what? We're playing. What? This doesn't matter. And he's like, nah, I gotta do it. I'm like, can I? Can I appeal this? He's like, well, yeah. I'm like, whatever. Just, just write it. I don't care. We'll keep playing. No, you gotta appeal. Gotta appeal. Snap appeal. I would have appealed it, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to waste my time. I just wanted to get the match over. <laughs> you didn't so want to get playing, an actual judge involved. We're playing. We're playing. <laughs> we're playing. We're playing. We're playing. <laughs> or me. Yeah, I don't want to get an actual judge or Joshe involved. <laughs> so we're playing. Ando like taps a mana, plays a card. Taps a mana, plays a knight of his presence. Goes past turn. I go okay. Take my turn. I'm like halfway to my turn. He goes, uh, hold on a second. Uh, Ando tapped double blue to play knight of his presence. I'm gonna have to give him a warning. I'm like, what? Justy, go away. <laughs> I don't. We're playing a useless match. I was about to concede the match in response to the warning so he wouldn't get a warning. He's like, well, in his defense, I have to give you a warning, too. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Why are you giving us warnings? Go somewhere else. You don't need to watch this match. See, now this is what this is what happens when you when you when you give someone the slightest amount of power over anything yeah. As trivial. It was terrible. Awful. But in the end, it didn't matter. I ended up crushing Ando despite his scoop, or, you know, it didn't matter. It didn't matter he scooped, I crushed him 2-0. And uh, so I'm, I'm X2. We know an X2 is going to make top 8. So there's like a – there's no chance I'm making top 8, but in my mind, I at least have a record where it's feasible I could top 8. So yeah. – they announced the top eight. Lucas Cial gets the top eight. I'm like, okay, well, whatever. Didn't top eight. Then they start announcing nine through sixteen. Radishet gets the the dagger ninth place. Uh, and they announce a bunch of people. Blah blah blah. Uh, by the way, only top sixteen get prizes for this. Top sixteen gets half a box. So uh, they announce fourteen. It's some random person. I'm like, oh man, I only have uh, only got two spots left. And they go. In fifteenth place, so and so, I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna get the la- I gotta get the last spot, gotta get the last spot, gotta get the last spot. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. And they go, and in sixteenth place, Vinny Shabetta. And like everyone around me just looks at me and is just like, oh, Vinny got it and not you. I'm like, oh my god, I just want to be dead right now. <laughs> I want to be dead. I don't even care about the packs. I just wanted to have 16th place and have Vinny get not 16th place. Oh, it was the worst. That, the absolute worst. That's just depressing right there. Yeah, it was. It was. I like. I just wanted to curl up in a ball and die. <laughs> I really did. It was so bad. Didn't have the mental fortitude to deal with that one. I couldn't deal. I could not deal with real life the rest of the day. It was terrible. Yeah, that was. Um, it was interesting. There was this. There's kind of a prisoner's dilemma thing going on with, uh, with, with you know, if uh, if, if uh, Joe Steed had been watching the um, <laughs> had been watching the actual matches that mattered. Yeah. It would have been <clears throat> actually very helpful because the judge, uh, the you know, uh, Lucas had actually talked to me about. Uh, oh, my phone just exploded. Jeff Stockburger, <laughs> baby. Yeah. We'll, we'll get a Stockburger lately. Later, excuse me. But. Uh, yeah, there was this kind of prisoner's dilemma thing going on where the breakers were screwy. Dan Stell had the worst breakers, and uh-huh. the guy Stell played in the last round wanted him to just draw so they could both make it. 
Yeah. But what happens in that case is if they drew, Jividen's breakers were better uh-huh. than Stella. So Stella couldn't Stella couldn't draw because if he draws, he just gets knocked out. And Lucas Seau scoops to uh, scoops to Jividen. Uh-huh. And uh, so they have to they have to you know they have, they have to play it out because if if um if they do draw, you know Seau just snap scoops. And if they don't right. draw, CL plays it out and has a chance because if he wins, his breakers are most likely going to be the best of all the X2s to get in mm-hmm. there for the top eight. Right. So, you know, having – like um, this is just – this will be a, a thing if there's any judges listening. Probably not. If yeah, you uh, – Yeah, you, you never know. If they um, – you know, if, if there is a – you know, I mean, there, there was actually almost this pseudo kind of collusion – now, I, I don't want to call it collusion because it wasn't collusion, but there mm-hmm. was this the uh, Stella's opponents wanted them to, you know, wait until the other match got reported so they could, you know, see, see if what they need to play or not. Yeah, yeah because, well, Stella ended up winning, and it was like Stella got to a point where the guy had lethal. And Stella was like swinging for lethal. It was like with lethal damage on the stack, do you want to, uh, you know, not you know, take the damage and just play, you know, just draw us and play slowly until we get to a point where the other match is finished. So then we can report because, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't, you know, if you don't knock me out, that would be awesome. And I could make it, you know, so what would happen? Cause if CL wins and they draw, CL gets bubbled out. Right. And yeah. So, so CL just, I don't, I don't really know him. I, I, got uh-huh. to know, I got to know him actually pretty well throughout the course of the, the events. Uh-huh. Take it at the end, which is another story I'll I'll get to. Canadians. <laughs> I love Canada, but you know, things happen that make me question Canadians. <laughs> so you know, see, I'll just he's a worry. He's like, you know, hey, you know, these guys are, you know, the, the one of the guys is trying to slow play or do things to make sure that, you know, he gets extra information about the the tournament, re, you know, tournament results to possibly influence the outcome of a match and things like that. I mean, I was sitting, you know, in between both matches, so I was uh, aware of it, but, you know, if you, if you can't watch both sets, you know, both sets of matches and, and things like that, you kind of are able to, to interact as much and, you know, kind of make sure things are all on the up and up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we got, got to a point where they, re- they reported their match, and I, I tried to make sure it was done in a way that, you know, CO and Stella didn't know, but, you know, they, they clearly knew what happened. Right. So, so CO ended up playing and winning and, and things like that. I was, I was actually shocked. Jivin had some amazing, just like amazing, like self-awareness and awareness of the situation beyond what I was expecting. Uh-huh. Because he wanted this like three minute, I don't want to call it a rant because it wasn't like, like, you know, rant. it wasn't ranty, but it was, it was very like aware of the situation and who he was in, in the magic community and things like that. So I need to give some major, major props to Jivin for that. Uh-huh. It was pretty much along the lines of like, you know, why would you scoop to me, Lucas Seau? You don't know me. I'm just a random, you know, for lack of a better term, he's like, I'm just a shitty. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of know, you know, people know you through reputation as a good player and things like that. And it was just, it was like really self-aware. And I, I was, I was very impressed with, with what Jividen's understanding of the situation and getting someone to scoop and, you know, things like that. So that was mm-hmm. actually really cool. And, you know, Seau, Seau was just like really blunt about it. He's like, you know, I'm, I was, you know, I, I treated this as though I was playing for top eight because, you know, if I win and they scoop, you know, I almost feel like I got, you know, dream crushed out of a chance at top eight. And at the same time, 
you know, if, if they do that, I can just, you know, dagger one of them and, you know, oops, one of you guys doesn't make it on your breakers because I scoop because you guys tried to keep me out. Right. So it was it was really interesting. And, you know, unfortunately for Jividen, who I was actually really rooting for, because earlier in the event I uh, <laughs> I got to explain to him that, no, you cannot, uh, cannot God's willing your own uh, Thunder, uh, not Thunder, my Hellkite, what is it? Oh, uh, Stormbreast Storm Dragon. Stormbreast Dragon, yes. No, it wasn't God's Willing, it was Battlewise Valor, wasn't it? Battle, one of them. Yeah, because he told me the story, and a bunch of people are around, and he's like, yeah, so I attacked with my Battlewise, or I attacked with my, um, uh, Hellkite into his asp, and he snap blocked, and I go, okay, Battlewise Valor, and I, and I immediately, I'm like, uh, no, and everyone's like, yeah, that's the moral of the story, and it, Oops, we, were there about, we were talking about like what you should have done at that point, and I go, if I was his opponent and he cast Battlewise Valor with that board state, I would have gone uh, targets. And when he said, and when he said uh, um, Stormbreath Dragon, I would have been like, you have to choose a legal target. <laughs> <laughs> so on the asp it goes. <laughs> let me ask you something. Let me let me ask you a question. But yeah, it was. Uh... That was interesting. Jimin had a really good finish. So that's, you know, I mean, it's not, you know, top eighting, you know, which is what you always hope for, but it's, you know, great finish. Hopefully he, you know, he's, you know, uplifted by it and he, you know, continues to put up good performances. He's, and he's salty. He's still salty about it. I, I could see that a little bit, but I, I don't know. It, it was, it's just like you, you realize after the fact, it's like, oh man, if I win there, I top eight and I get the chance to play in, in the top eight and, you know, possibly go to Valencia. If I lose, I get literally nothing. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that's the the kind of feeling. It <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you could you could have been at that table and it would have been, you know, I mean, it would have been really cool. I mean, knowing him and Stella there and all the uh, the other guys. So yeah, let's do a quick recap of the top eight table. Um, in terms of people we know, care about, whatever. So there were many of them. People we didn't know. There were a couple. So we had Eric Szynski with the top eight. Awesome. Yep. Eric uh, Eric played really well the whole event. It's because he rubbed my head, man. Yeah, he rubbed I my bald head. I hear that rubbing John Blevins bald head gives you luck it's like <laughs> i can't i can't repeat the other things that you know give you luck that you rub <laughs> yeah i was thinking like a hunchback's hump but i don't know if you're supposed to say that i don't know if that's political correct <laughs> shout outs to quasimodo <laughs> shout outs to moto and quasimodo shout outs to quasimodo yeah oh man that's a good moto name i wonder if that's taken Hopefully it's almost not. as good as a johnny depp yeah that's probably the best. That's probably the best Magic Online name I've seen. Nah, I, th- I think Quasimodo would be Quasimodo beats it. I don't know. Better than a Johnny a Johnny Depp. Yeah, I don't know. Quasimodo is not bad. Because the picture would be so much better. <laughs> there's got to be like a. There's got to be like a random like humpback guy. In Magic. <laughs> <laughs> Vinny Shibata. <laughs> I think we're delving a little too deep though. Delving a little too deep. Oh, you you killed it. You yeah, killed. done. Officially yeah. done. Now we can move on to the other uh, competitors. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just major props, Eric. Eric's just been ripping it up lately. I, I, every time we would do a podcast, I gotta remember to give him shout outs for all the, the things he's doing. So Eric's just playing really well. Um, Eric English top eight at that event. You know, very few surprises there. Um, Max Brown. I guess Kai says he's a good player. I don't really know him. Yeah. Max Brown's a very good player. He's uh. He's done well on the SCG circuit before. He's usually at the top tables of the PTQs in the area. He's from Albany. Um, he's friends with uh, Reed Duke as well as, as – well, I don't, I don't think he knows Lucas, but Lucas is also friends with Reed Duke. Shout-outs to Lucas. Shout-outs to Lucas. Shout-outs to Reed Duke. Yep. 
Um, Duke, but yeah, baby. Max. Also, shout-outs to Max Brown uh, for losing over 100 pounds. He, uh, he, lost, he lost more than 100 pounds. Yep, I, yeah, he lost over 100 pounds. He, he lost um, a lot of weight. Blaine, yeah. Blaine commented on that. Yep, he says lost he, a lot he of made weight. Blaine look bad. Yeah. No, Tried yeah, the game, he, lost him for it, but we couldn't find anything in the room. Yeah. Yeah, he he used to be pretty big, and he lost a bunch of weight. So you know, shout outs to him for that. That's always a good thing to see when people you know lose a bunch of weight um, yeah. and you know get healthy and in shape, which is good. Yeah, I, I don't know if it really helped his uh, you know magic play at all, but when you are feeling better and and things like that, it will help. So just as as a reminder, make sure you know if you go to events, make sure you're hopefully well rested and energized, and you're not completely just just burned out because that will affect your play. Yeah, absolutely. Also, just stay in shape, or at least not in, be in terrible shape. <laughs> yeah, staying in shape is very, very beneficial. Um, you know, when you're feeling good, you're thinking better, and you're you're playing well. Um, Lucas Seal in the top eight, we just mentioned he, uh, you know, he got that winner in against Jividen. Yep. So uh, yeah, so Lucas Seal, um, I don't really know him that well. Just a solid player. <clears throat> yeah, he's a he's pro two level player. He's been to the last I don't even know how many pro tours but he's usually on it his I think his biggest achievement is um finalsing the pro tour the team or not pro tour the the team GP uh in California last year okay he finals that um lost to uh Dave Williams and um no known cheater Dave Williams yeah, whatever. I, I actually like Dave Williams, but yeah, he, he played. Um, yeah, he played poker, so you're, you're kind of familiar when poker was big and things like that. He seems like a, a decent guy, and I don't know if the cheating was intentional, but yeah, I don't know. I don't really. You got to bring it up. Yeah, have to bring it up because whenever, whenever you get that cheating rep, it does follow you pretty much for the rest of your life. Yep. So it's very important. You have to think of the the long term consequences because that's that's something that just never ever ever goes away. So yeah. if you are a serious magic player or or just like a casual guy, you know, you do not want to get that rep as a cheater because if you do, you you cannot shake it. Nothing you can do can shake it. Right. No matter because it's one of those things there's there's no way you can actually break it because if you do win events, they're going to say, "Oh, maybe he's cheating again. He's probably cheating again. You know, he's not that good of a player, so he's clearly, you know, doing something scummy." Yeah. And you know, if you do poor, then Oh, you know, well, you stop cheating, and this is what you get. Exactly. So you're just in a position where you know, it, it's it's no win. And it's one of those things like, you know, you can you can think as much as you want about how you're clever and you're not going to get caught and things like that. But, you know, you, you, up to you. you almost always get caught. And, you know, the chance that you can get away with it, I mean, there's, there's just so many ways you can slip up. I mean, in... I've seen people just so ballsy, like they, they cheat on camera, and like yeah. I can't I can't believe that. Yeah, and, and like not like even like not even thinking about like oh can I get away with it or whatever. Just have some respect for the game and the players that play the game. Like if you want to cheat, then go like like rob a bank or something like or like like hustle people for something else. Like don't play magic and cheat. Like what's the point? Like why do you even play magic if you just want to cheat? Like. You yeah. don't get to like demonstrate your skill if you cheat. It's like, oh. Yeah, I, mean, I know we talked cheater. about it before, but I mean, it, it does, you know, bear, you know, just justify repeating is yeah. like if you're cheating to, you know, 
you know, make so much money or whatever, like, you, 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 it's not worth it. Like, there's, yeah, there's so go many... play, po- go cheat in poker or something. Yeah, I go, mean, go cheat the casinos. Yeah, you know, steal a bag or something. I mean, we're not, yeah. we're, not trying to, we're not trying to endorse people stealing bags. Right. But at the same time, like, you know, like if you're if you're cheating in Magic, like the the payout is so low. Yeah, I also want to uh, say that um, since we're talking about stealing bags, that uh, one of the players that uh, was caught steal or uh, cheating on camera is known by I've heard from multiple uh, reputable sources is also known to uh, steal bags at events. I'm not going to name names, uh, but yeah, just keep that in mind. Yeah, so. You know, it's one of the things you can never you never talk about enough is just stealing, cheating. It's I mean, there's I mean, I know I know the collections. Some of the payouts are are really high. You know, if you get like that collection, like if you get like a huge collection, but so often, you know, you can you know limit the you know you can restrict the number of people who are you know in your list of suspects. And you know, if you do get you know caught, some of these collections are worth a lot of money. And if you know when these big when these big collections get stolen, like that's like felony. Level. Yeah, you know, that, yep. that's like guaranteed jail time. Yep. It's never. It's not. It's just not worth it to steal. Also, you're just scummy. Um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah. After this long rant, like t- only tangentially related to David <laughs> Williams, who's only tangentially related to the person we were talking about, we're ready for the next topic. <laughs> major, competitor. major props to Lucas Seal for whatever he did. Whenever. Yeah, for he whatever did. he did, and for whatever reason we were talking about him yeah. for. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yes, the I'm pretty sure I just want to go on that huge ultra tangent because I didn't want to give the props to the next person who made the top eight, Mr. John Wadabowitz. Mr. Wadabowitz. Yeah. So Dwyer ended up uh, ended up making the top eight. There was actually a really interesting I don't want to call it a back and forth. There was this this interesting scenario that kind of happened that was really strange and I feel it deserves some. You know, just be talking point. Um, so in the last round, Dewyas was paired against Eric Szynski. And you there, John? Yeah, I'm here. Just, just waiting with bated breath. Yeah, the sound was a little, little, you know, strange. So I just wanted to double check. Yep. So yeah, Dewyas was playing against, Eric, got paired against Eric, and you know he had the option to just, you know, go dream crush, or he had the option to, you know, just, you know, scoop draw in. And you know he drew in because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if it's someone you know. You know, generally it's something you do, yeah. and and things like that. So you know, he did that, and you know, something happened later on that you know, was kind of, you know, not the. We'll, we'll get to whatever it was later. So just just okay. prop, props to Dwyer for doing well. Um, you know, just he's generally a very good seal player, so no real surprises there again. You if top nine to GP. Top nine to GP. Yes, that was uh, Pittsburgh. Top nine no, to Pittsburgh. It wasn't Pittsburgh. Yeah. It was it was uh Philly. Philly, Philly okay. Philly. Yeah, yeah, it was Philly. Um one of those awful Pennsylvania all of Pennsylvania is the same. Whoa, whoa. Philly is sweet, man. They have that market right across from the convention That market center. was awesome. That market is the bomb. That market was awesome. Dude, I got falafel there like two days in a row. It was I mean again, uh shout outs to Falafel. Um <laughs> Snap Falafel House. Snap Falafel House. Yes, um, <laughs> Falafel is one of the best foods ever made, and I know I know it's hard because a lot of people don't like trying new foods and things like that, and it's not like a one of those more conventional foods that you know people are exposed to. But if given the chance, uh, you should try Falafel. Um, Falafel Bar in Buffalo is a very good place. 
But like it, I it was, wish we were sponsored by Falafel Bar. I wish we were sponsored. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> my god. I would. Which, by the way, Blaine still owes you Falafel Bar. He owes me Falafel Bar. Never gonna. Never getting that. Never no. gonna get that. Nope. <laughs> I've I've already had those delusions of grandeur just wiped away, so I'm I'm not stuck on falafel bar. Don't worry. But we should we should do uh go out grab falafel bar sometime and uh you know see if anyone else who listens or just our random friends and, and so forth. So the people who Wait, listen. How did we even start talking about falafel bar? We're talking about the top eight. It's fun talking about falafel. It's how awesome. are we even getting to this place? <laughs> yes. uh, just yeah, just reference falafel awesome. Uh yeah, Dwight's top nine in event. All right, jeez, man, we go on some weird tangents. <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm really hungry right now. I'm also pretty hungry. And like, the, I, I just got a hummus that's uh, like, like the the pretty heavy on the garlic flavor. Uh-huh. So I'm just like, oh, I could go for some hummus right now. And I, I don't want to cut the call short, but I'm, I'm I'm pretty close to cut the call short, get food run. <laughs> but, but no, we have to. We we must go on. Yeah, at I least for a little while longer. I know. Scott's been. He's asking where our, uh, where the last podcast has been, so we got to get this up for him. Yeah, we got to get the. He, he's he's our only viewer, but we got to get it up for him. <laughs> pretty much, you got to hook him up. If he's gonna take the time to listen, we got to. Yeah, gotta absolutely. Shout out to Scott for being our number one fan. Yeah. Um. So also in the top eight was this guy named Omar. He was in Lucas Cio's car, so I know him through Lucas Cio. I I've beaten him at a PTQ before. Just saying, modern PTQ. Suck it. Omar. Suck it, Canada. <laughs> so, yeah, he uh, he was in there. Uh, good work to him. He's probably not listening. But actually, if uh, you're friends with Lucas C.R., right? I'm friends with him on Facebook. You sure. should you should tell him that we uh, we do this awful, awful podcast and we gave him shout out. So we should definitely listen to it. OK, I'll tag him the next time when the when this podcast. Yes. Goes. Yes. We'll try to get get can get Canada listening. All of and, and dude, Kai and Kai knows D-Mac. Kai knows D-Mac. We're going to... I also know some random girl from Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> Shout-outs again to D-Mac. Also, shout-out... <laughs> also, shout-outs to being in Dublin, Ireland. That's shout all Shout-outs to say. possibly being a Duquesne dime. Duquesne... <laughs> That's a reference to our first show. Go back first and listen show. to it. Probably the best one. Probably the best episode. Probably the best trip, too. Uh... But, uh, yeah, so we'll leave that at that. But, uh, yeah. Thank you, Omar, for getting us to that tangent. Yes, thank you. So we also had uh, Buffalo's own Dan Stella. Dan Stella. Shout-outs to Dan Stella. Not that surprised at all that he top eight in limited PTQ. Second PTQ he's ever been to, apparently. Yep. First top eight, so that's good. Uh, Hopefully continues the success and things like that. Also, I'm going to have some major shout-outs to him later on for the events that happened in the top eight. So, uh, you know, we'll give him his, his major props and well-deserved props later on. The eighth guy, eighth place was some, well, not eighth place, a uh, guy guy who was who was the rounding out the top eight, figuratively and literally, some guy named Dave. And uh, Yeah, I don't think I know who that was. Nope. Um, he does have pro points, though, so he's definitely a decent player. All right. We'll have, to, we'll have to talk to him at the next event, see, you know, who he is, what he's about, and all that. Cool. So, so that was your top eight. Props to all those guys, especially uh, thanks to the guys who we knew, that you know we knew to, uh, to you know to do well and get on that top eight, so we can talk about you and only talk for about nine minutes about hummus and falafel. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was an interesting top eight draft. I I had the privilege of being able to well Blaine Blaine called it, so I got to walk around and just watch all the picks and things like that. And it was a really screwy draft. 
which was unfortunate because the you know, I, I you know passed out the packs. I, I said you know I apologize to the the guys who get you know kind of screwed on. I you know I expect major props from the guys who get hooked up. And, <laughs> you know the the packs were were a lot stranger than even I would have imagined. So uh, pack one pick one. I know Dwyer's had the uh, the Sphinx. Stella the blue had white Sphinx? wait the blue white Sphinx or the, the blue white Sphinx yeah the, okay. the mythic one yeah uh, I don't know what Eric had uh, English Eric English opened a pack with Erebos and Grey Merchant which Jeez. it's kind of rough because if you take the Erebos you know past the Grey Merchant you're sending the signal that you know hey there's a Grey Merchant in this pack you know if you, you know I hear double Grey Merchant's a thing you know or I hear you know if someone passes Grey Merchant they're probably not in black right and if he passes Erebos he sends the same signal. Um, right. Maybe he took a grip tide, and you know he doesn't want to go in the mono black. So, you know, you can go in the mono black, and you know he'll hook you up, and you give him a grip tide or two or whatever, and you both have good decks. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of rough on his part, and that pack might have actually um, been a huge difference maker for that top eight, because the guy to his right, uh, excuse me, to his left, left. to his left, um, Max Brown opened a pack with a Thoughtseize. And if I were drafting, I would be the proud owner of a Thoughtseize. <laughs> yep. Dra- rare drafting 101, guys. Yeah, take the rare, then think about Barcelona. Yeah. Or uh, Valencia. Where, where, yeah, I mean, if it were ever Barcelona, I'd, I'd reconsider it. But if it's just Valencia, who cares? <laughs> so, yeah, he passes the Thoughtseize, takes a Grey Merchant. So, and I wasn't Grey Merchant. It was a really good black card. I'm pretty sure it was one of the Bestow guys. Uh, Erebos' emissary. I, I I don't remember offhand. I'm trying to look it up, but I'll. I'll, I'll I heard it. it was Gray Merchant. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Gray Merchant. Okay. Um. I, I don't know. Yeah. So you know he passes the Thoughtsees, and what happens is like you know oh I just got passed an Erebos you know from English so you know English knows what he's doing he's probably not in black probably not in black so. Uh-huh. And it's worth noting that he took a common, so basically it could be anything. It could even be a foil. Yeah, I mean, it could be a He foil. could have taken a foil, Erebos. Yeah, it could have been a, um... Oh, speaking of foil, Erebos, some... Oh, God. Some guy, guy opened a a pack that was just insane. It might have been Erebos Emissary, actually. He... Some guy opened a Hero's Downfall, a Black-White Scryland, a... Nykthos. A Nykthos... A foil Ashiok and a foil Erebos passes his pool. I, I'm pretty sure, like, if, I mean, unless I'm, like, a superstar who's, like, actually, like, even if I'm good, like, I just, you know, maybe just take the cash and run. Yeah, you, you just know? take your cash and run and play at the next one. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, he's like, oh, you know, he, you know, he probably wasn't sure he could do that, so he just passed it, you know, was unhappy, whatever. Mm-hmm. Gets his own pool back. Wow. Oh, it also had um, Agent of Fates. It had like it had it was eight rares and like he was playing like six of them like legitimately like legitimately good rares like not really reaching on them. Yeah, yeah. Gets his own pool back, so that was awesome. Like it, it's it's funny to see like the karma like you know you pass the good pool and you get it, which is it just the odds of it happening are, I mean you're looking at like less than one percent and he gets it back, so that was kind yep. of cool. And then he uh, kind of a funny story with him. Uh, Josh Horton played him in like round six or something, and uh, he the kid with the foils has. Um, he has a burnished heart out and he's got a, um, uh, the eight drop Colossus. So 
Horton's playing like blue green, so he's got like no way to he's got like no way to to deal with this Colossus. Um, but he has a grip tied in hand, so Horton has his own burnished heart out, and he goes attack with burnished heart, and the guy goes well. I'm just gonna sack the burnished heart anyway, so I'll block the burnished heart and sack. And he go he goes okay, I'll sack, search for two lands, and the next turn he can monstrous. So he goes uh, he goes to search for search through his deck for the lands, and Horton goes, Hold on. <coughs> Grip tied your Titan with the trigger on the stack. So it goes into his deck and then he gets to, he has to shuffle and search and search for lands. <laughs> so he effectively vindicated the indestructible titan that was going nice. to be a 2020 next turn that yeah that a, was a pretty heads up play. shout outs to vindicate the judge foil the old one not the new one it has some it has, <laughs> it has one of my favorite magic quotes on it of all time and i'm actually gonna look it up now because i, I always forget the the exact wording on it but it's just it's it's like priceless the art is awesome and mm. it says uh some convictions are so strong that the world must break to accommodate them and it's nice. a picture of the guy with the sword and just the giant explosion in the back. So what we're gonna do here, I'm just, I, I'm just winging this. I actually didn't think about it. You know, I, I, I love steering conversations towards the card vindicate, vindicate. But um, <laughs> if you have a, one of your favorite quotes from a, a magic card, uh, you know, put it on the, you know, put it on the post that when we put this up, and we'll, uh, you know, we'll go through and we'll talk about them, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll mention your name on our, our podcast so Scott can hear. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's actually a really cool. You know, interaction to you know, grip tide, shuffle it away. You know, being aware of the the burnished hearts around, and you know, play like that is you know what separates people who are good and people who deserve to be on a pro tour. Well, not deserve to be on a pro tour. Who who make it to the pro tour? Right. So that's uh, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, so what were we talking? <laughs> yeah. What were we talking about now? Um, yeah, just the just the way the draft uh, draft ended up. I don't know what CL got pack one pick one. I know Stella had Celestial Archon. The guy to his left had uh, Boonsitter. And uh, yeah, the the thing went, it, the draft was really weird. Um, I, I know Stella Stella was probably. I mean, he he got the Archon. He was clearly planning on going white, mm-hmm. but uh, that that white dried up big time. I'm pretty sure that that CL was in some combination of white, green. I mean, white, blue, and red, and Dewyus, um I, I think I think he couldn't find a, a draft deck identity. What, what was going on? He, yeah, he seemed to just be be hurting for cards. He was, he ended up playing a uh, red white, um, red white aggro, like kind mm-hmm. of kind of heroicish. But yeah, I, I felt like in that draft he just really couldn't get things going. Right. I mean, it was definitely weird with the, the two guys next to each other both playing black and just drowning that out. Mm-hmm. So I, I felt like if that were the case, yeah, I would have been you know kind of hooked up with other cards and. And there was kind of just this huge domino effect of, of the way things played out. But, yeah, uh, shout-outs to Dan Stella for getting that fifth pick, Thoughtseize. Nice. I'm pretty sure that, like, the pack was just awful at that point and just snapped the Thoughtseize, so... Just snapped it right up. Yeah, off. if you want props from me, you, ju- you just do things like that. You just rare draft it just, in the top eight of a PCQ. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Stella's a good enough drafter where, you know, he wouldn't have done it unless it was... Right. You know, the pack was awful, but right. that being said, he did it. He did it anyway, so shout-outs so, to him. Yeah, I mean that's that's really all you got to do for me, and uh, really got me going because I'm watching it go around. I was like, someone rare draft this, someone rare draft this. Dan Stella, new favorite man. <laughs> He's now your first favorite Stella. He is my first favorite Stella. You know that Dan Stella's brother does magic art, right? Really? Yeah, he actually does does the uh, did the art for the Colossus I was just talking about, and it's actually going to be the art on the GP Toronto playmat. Wait, wait, he does the art? 
Yeah, Zach Stella is Dan Stella's brother. He's an art magic artist. Are you serious? I'm 100% serious. Look it up right now. I, I actually am because I'm I'm just foreseeing like we we got to get an altar or. I don't know Zach, if he's gonna be at Toronto. Zach Stella. But be awesome if, yeah. Well, if it's gonna be on the plane, then he'll almost certainly be there. But I that, hope so. That we need we need to have him on for a segment. That would be awesome. <laughs> or have that would be an, pretty sweet. Have him do like an altar for us or get like our picture like on a magic card. Oh, that would be pretty sweet. That would be awesome. You know, like. A Zach Stella altar. A Zach Stella altar. We gotta get an RK Post altar too for this for the Dunklers. <laughs> we he would should. Do it too. Oh, he you, would do it. <laughs> he's he's actually downstairs eating my hummus right now. Yeah, he, he just got done uh, at a signing at the Dark Forest Wednesday night casual draft. <laughs> <laughs> we love RK Post. He just he's at every event and it's so awesome. Like I I feel like we could. You know, just be friends. I see him so much. I see him more than my family, I'm no. pretty sure. RK Post turned me down. He denied me. We we left uh, we left the Pittsburgh Center, and it was like three hours after RK Post was scheduled to be there. So he was just there like all day on his own time or whatever. And we're like, hey, RK, we're going to uh, Church Brew Pub on such and such street. If you want to uh, come hang out, we'll buy you a drink. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Never came. Yeah, he <laughs> actually. Uh, I guess uh, I, I, I talked to him about this too, because uh, you know I got, I got, I need to be the dunkler debunkler. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I talked to him about it, and uh, I guess he, um, I think the other artist there was like Eric Deschamps or something like that, and he ended up going, going grabbing food with him, and he tried to make it nice and quick. He didn't want to be out too, too long because he had gotten a lot of uh, commissions for altars, mm-hmm. so we need to make sure that, that was done. So I'm pretty sure he just lied to me and just wanted to just uh, not hang out with you guys. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean that's that's the number one assumption we can go on. Yep. So uh, yeah, it was just a really interesting draft, and uh, you know, not the you know, not the greatest for everyone there, but uh, what ended up happening was Eric Zinski had a really sweet deck. Uh, I actually I went seven for seven with predictions on who was gonna win what matches, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's actually pretty easy when you you see how the draft goes and, and how things were going. Yeah. But yeah, I mean it was. I mean, it, I, I like I knew still had a good draft, but he he played against Max, who just had like the best deck by a wide margin. Really. And like I mean, still had a chance. Like I mean, like still kind of had a chance, but like I don't think there's anything he could have done. Didn't he mull the four one of the games? Yeah, he had a really yeah he like awful draws. He had to mull one time. I don't know how far he went down, but it was not the greatest. But. Like I mean, I, I mean, Stella could have one of the, like maybe the second best deck there. We don't know, but he like he got beat relatively bad just because like that deck was insane. Like I, I, there were a lot of just like kind of like you know matchups going on, and then mm-hmm. you had the the Max Brown where it was like oh, you know I'll I'll just play you know I'll play a dude play a dude play a dude Gray Merchant for nine, yeah, you like turn six or whatever. It was like I, I, the matches with him never really felt that close. Uh huh. So I mean, you can kind of tell that he had the best deck, and it would take something kind of strange for for him to lose, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what happened. He ended up just winning. So props to him. Yeah, shout out to Max. Yeah. Um, we, I actually um, sat with him during deck registration, and uh, one of the other guys that was sitting with us, we were at one of the small tables. I was like, "Do I know you?" And he's like, "I don't know." He's like, "Wait, who are you?" <coughs> oh yeah, you were telling me about this. I walked by. I don't know, and he's like. Do you are you on like the mother are you on like the mothership website or do you like write for Star City and he's like I don't know do I and we're just like messing with him because I knew who he was mm-hmm. and then like eventually it was like 
are you a porn star? <laughs> uh, maybe. It's like, Max Brown kind of sounds like a porn star name. <laughs> that really does. <laughs> so maybe he is. Yeah, I mean, it's got the name already. Yeah. So not as good as Max Power, though. No, definitely not. But, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, in the... Actually, this is something you could speak on, too, because I, I just get different opinions on this. Uh, pairings for all one, it was... English played Omar, and that game was interesting. English had a really good deck. Omar's deck was actually a lot better than I thought. You know, his, his draft was really strange. He, he was getting some messed up signals from Dwyer and Cl. Uh, um, Cl played this guy Dave. Dave ended up beating him. Uh, English beat Omar. Stella played Max in the game pretty close, but Max's deck was just just uh, it was like playing a precon at you know at FNM. You, you can win some uh, matches, but when you when you right. go against the guy with real cards, you're just gonna get just blown out. I mean, not blown out, but I mean, you're going you're gonna to lose. Like, you're just, this card just oh. stacks so far against you. And then it was Sazinski and Dewyus. And, uh, you know, Sazinski uh, got scooped in by Dewyus, so I don't know, I got the impression maybe Dewyus felt like Sazinski would just scoop him to the next round because he, he, he let him in the top eight or... It doesn't even make sense. <clears throat> or something like that, because, I, I don't know, I felt like Dewyus got a... Like, I mean, I, I'm not, you know, 100% sure on this, so you can correct me if you're wrong, John, if I'm wrong, uh, or... I'm, I'm not you, Dewyus. Or anyone else who um you know who was there talks to to John or has their own thoughts, but I, I, I almost felt like Dwyer was kind of salty that uh, you know Eric beat him, you know considering the fact that like he you know he scooped him in and you know like almost like karma punished him for scooping that guy in. Yeah, but like, what's the point of even scooping him in if he's just gonna scoop in the top eight? Yeah, I guess give him a like it basically just gave him a box. Yeah, but that that's. No, that 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 doesn't make any sense. Being upset about that makes literally zero sense. How do you feel about like the whole like you know karma got me there? You know maybe I, maybe I shouldn't scoop people in next time because I'll, you know I scoop him in and he beats me in the top eight. Where you know if I didn't scoop him in, maybe I'd have played against someone else and you know beat them. You no, know? it it it's then then like then don't have friends to play magic. I guess like don't scoop your friend if you, like you always scoop your friends in. That that's the if if you can. If it doesn't hurt your record, oh, yeah, I need to also. I don't want to interrupt, in. but this is an important, uh, important thing to keep in mind as well. Uh, the top eights in limited formats, they are done with uh, round robin seating, so you know it doesn't really hurt that much. Um, I'm not sure if it costs. You no, know, Dwyer's had better breakers than Eric, so he was on the the player of the draw. I, I'm 100% almost now. I'm not 100%. I'm like 99% sure. So, I mean, really all it did was say, you know, I'll play you first round instead of some random person I don't know. Right, but then Eric's not in the top eight, and you just didn't scoop your friend in because you think you can beat some random scrub instead. Yeah, no, I, mean, I, I don't know. I don't really know if stupid. I don't know if they're friends or not. I'm pretty sure they at least know each other. Yeah, I mean, they definitely know each other. I, I know they had some potential bad blood from a different event or something like that. Oh, so. well, maybe. I mean, if there was outside things that would make him... You know, salty. Then yeah. so be it. But, but yeah, I, I do give given what I think there, because yeah. you know, if, if there was some bad blood, you did scoop a guy in that you knew, and it's definitely good for you know the community and things like that because you know, I mean, actually, you know, what, you know, screw that. Dwyer's Dwyer's was getting a lot of favorable breaks at that event where he, he came in ninth place. People were people were scooping to him to not dream crush. So right. that that's karma right there. Like you don't. Dream crush others. I, I just just remember that. Just yeah. remember that. Like you don't dream crush others when, you know, you, you know people went out of the way to not dream crush you. 
Well, and, uh, a stipulation to that is the only reason you would dream crush someone is if it could potentially affect someone else that you know in the tournament. Yeah. So, like, if someone's like, can you just scoop to me? I got paired down. If I win, I'll top eight. If I lose, I won't. And you, and if, and if you win, you won't. I'm like, well, my buddy, uh, I, I'm helping my buddy's breakers. Yeah. So I, I mean, can't if that happens, I mean, that's clearly, you know, a different, you know, case. And that's an exception to the, the general, you know, unwritten rule that goes on. Right. But, you know, for the most part, you generally want to scoop in the people you know and things like that because, you know, I mean, I, and I know John was probably just really mad because you know, he probably thought he had a really good deck and, you know, he felt like, you know, he, he was he was like one of the only XOs at the, uh, you know, in the, the Swiss rounds and probably yeah. felt really good. And then to just, you know, get knocked out in the first round of the draft is probably, you know, really, you know, unfortunate, probably infuriating because, you know, I mean, if you're playing that well in an event, you know, you're winning, you're winning your rounds, and you get to a point where you're like, hey, you know, I can I can win this. I can go to Spain. Right. And, you know, to lose in the first round is probably, you know, it's, it's clearly disappointing, and you know, mm-hmm. I don't blame him for that. But, you know, I will say that, you know, I, I think you shouldn't use that as like a, you know, hey, karma got me, you know, kind of a thing. And for the most part, you know, I don't think it was karma that got you. I think, I mean, I, I you know, just based on the, the, the way I saw the, the decks, I, I knew Eric had a really good deck, and... You know, I mean, I know Dwyer's, you know, had them all, and Eric had some good draws, but at the same time, Eric's deck was good, and Eric's a good player, and things like that, yeah. so it wasn't like you got, you know, you got dream crushed by some guy who was just awful, and things like that, so, um, you know, if, if Dwyer's is listening, or anyone else is listening, and they're in a position like that, too, you know, it's unfortunate, but at the same time, like, don't use a, an instance like that where, you know, you lost in the first round, and the guy you scooped in is like, a, hey, I shouldn't scoop people in because... You know, it, you know, if I didn't, you know, maybe I would have been in better shape or things like that. Don't, don't do that. You know, right. you know, the, the 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 karma will balance itself out in the end. And you know, if you're a good player, you'll be fine. And you know, if you're not the greatest player, you know, you know, karma has a way to get you know help you out here and there too. You'll you'll catch a break because you know, in the grand scheme of things, you know, things generally tend to even out. And most more often than not, people don't, you know, people don't just you know dream crush others and then just get scooped in. Yeah, I mean, like, 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 uh, you know, Cia was saying, he's, he's telling uh, Jimmy, he's like, you know, I'm not, you know, if I have to, you know, if I scoop you in, I mean, what, what does it cost me? Like, half a box, and, uh, you know, more often than not, you know, I'm under the assumption that you're just gonna give me that half a box afterwards anyway for scooping you in, mm-hmm. because, you know, I mean, that's that's kind of how you do it. Yeah. So. Yep, that's that's like the unwritten rule, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it sucks that Dwyer's lost, but. You know, at the same time, you know, you scoop, you scoop the guy in, and I mean, if you know, just imagine like if you scoop the guy in and he loses the first round, it didn't affect you at all. Or you scoop a guy in and you know you get knocked out in the first round to some random guy and he wins. You know, you right, got, then you feel really bad because now your friend is not playing in the top eight, some random dude. Yeah, yeah. If you don't scoop the guy in, and the, and the other random guy who got in on breakers, you know, is the guy who wins it. You know, right. that's awful. You know, and like in in the off chance that you know you scoop a guy in, you want your friends in, he wins, and you know you get you get you knock out get knocked out in the you know without ever playing him, you feel amazing. You're like you know hey you know my my scooping you in got you, you know yeah, got led you. to the series of events that led you to the pro tour. Exactly, and that's you know it's got to be a great. I mean it's not as good of a feeling as you know going to the pro tour, but to be able to you know, put your friends or, I mean, I, I, you know, I use the word friend kind of loosely in the sense, cause I don't know if they're friends right. or yeah, whatever, yeah. but you know, a guy, you know, like if you put a guy, you know, you know, in a position where he can make it to the pro tour and also not hurting yourself in that case, 
Right. It's, it's just great. Like that's exact. I mean, that's the that's like the most optimal situation you can have. Yeah, and like someone like that, it's like if someone if someone <laughs> scooped me in, especially someone I knew scooped me in, and then I end up winning the PTQ, I'm never I'm never going to forget that person. Nope. Like that's that's a lifetime like memory. It's a huge memory. And on top of that, like you know, if if you ever in a position like that, you know, give them props when you go to the pro tour. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, buy them lunch or something like that. Hook them up because. You know, I mean, I, I know it's like a small thing, like, you know, hey, you know, let's grab lunch. You know, I'm so happy that both of us made it to the top of the PTQ. You know, I won. You know, maybe you'll get there next time. But, mm-hmm. you know, we as a group did very well. You right. Know, you know, so, you know, acknowledge it and things like that. So, I mean, yeah, and, it's great to do it. And, and speaking of groups doing well, uh, <laughs> since we uh, created Team Dark Forest, we have put five people in the top eight of the le- of the three events that we've been to as a team, nice. so I'm just just saying, we put two in the top eight of Toronto, two in the top eight of GameCore, and one in the top eight of the Millennium PTQ. So hopefully we can put a couple more in uh, the top eight of um, the Albany PTQ. Hopefully put a few more in the top eight of the next Toronto PTQ, and hopefully we can even get a top eight in GP Toronto. That would be sweet. That would be great. That would be huge. But, yeah, um, yeah. other things about And hopefully the... at least one of those will be me. <laughs> yeah, so just overall it was an interesting draft. Uh, you know, everyone, thanks for coming out to the event. It was really fun. So glad I got to see so many people I knew in the top eight. Uh, it was nice having a lot of people to just cheer for. Yeah. Uh, yeah, also, just, oh, I got to major props. May I, you know, it... it I almost feel dirty saying it, but <laughs> major props to Vinny Shibeta for his top 16. Yep, shout out to Vinny. As much as I hate to say it, yeah, shout out to Vinny. It's it's really cool. Um, I know you've been playing for a while. It's you know it's good to just you know have a good event. You know it's, it might help you break through and take a game to the next level and things like that. So it's actually really cool. You did so well. You know I know a lot of guys you know might tease you a little bit or give you grief, but yeah, just great event. Uh, your deck was not the greatest pool. So you, you did a lot with uh, a small, small supply of good cards, and yep. and we know we know you didn't cheat because I deck checked the hell out of you and watched a <laughs> lot of your games. <laughs> Just saying. Yep. But yeah, you know, good work, Vinny. Good work, everyone else who did well. Uh, Mike Ando did very well. Um, did worse than I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ando did well. Uh, Tyler Van Ice. Ty- I got a Tyler Van Ice story for you right here. Right, I, you know, he, doesn't, he doesn't play that much, but I've I've never seen a guy so inept at knowing who pro players are. <laughs> never, never. So um, we were at uh, Grand Prix Columbus, and he's playing against Craig Wesco. Okay. And like a winning in for day two, and Wesco ends up beating him. And it's also a shout out to Tyler Van Ice's lack of social skills <laughs> this because I, I this is one of the best lack of social skills stories if there are such a thing that you could ever have uh-huh. so he he plays against uh plays against um, fame famed hand washer craig wesco <laughs> <laughs> and uh he ends up uh ends up losing so you know things happen i end up going uh you know i'm just sitting there trading doing my thing because that's what i do and wesco comes up to me and we make a this big trade whatever you know, there's a lot, lot of random stuff. Uh, Rashad and Port was in there. Um, Thundermaw, Hellkite, lots of like random things. I still have that Rashad and Port too, by the way. Um, Shoutouts to Rashad and Port. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you know, we're trading this and that, and 
you know, Van Ries comes over and he's, he's kind of like that, like that really low voice. And he's like, hey, hey, Joe, how you doing? And whatever. And he's like, uh, he's like, he looks over. He's like, oh, I, I played you in the last round and the, the winning in. And uh, so I'm like, oh, you played Craig Wesco? And he's like, oh, you know him? I just thought he was some random bad player. <laughs> Nice. And I'm like, oh yeah, he writes for uh, for TCG player and things like that, and uh, it was just cracking me up, and it was yeah. it was just priceless. And then wins a pro tour in like a year or whatever. Then wins the pro tour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just just does that. Just the, the lack of respect from Tyler Van Ice. Yeah. Got just there. fueled him to win a pro tour. Clearly. And to wash his no, hands. And to wash his. <laughs> Shout out to sanitary conditions. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he's playing as Adam Barnello, who's. You know, he's been known to write for Channel Fireball for a long time, and yeah, you know, he's he's more of like a, a legacy guy and, mm-hmm. and things like that. But he was playing at the event, and he ends up beating like a he ends up beating Barnello, and Barnello had like a whip in play, and some series of events led led Van Ice to get there. Uh-huh. And uh, he's like, oh yeah, yeah. He comes up, he's like, oh, I won my match. I'm uh, I'm like five and zero or three and zero or, or X and whatever it was. And I'm like, oh, you beat Adam Barnell? It's like he's like, who's that? He's like, oh, the guy you played last round. You know, he writes for Ch- for uh, Channel Fireball. You know, pro tour guy. Uh, you're just overall good player. He's like, oh, I just thought he was a bad player. <laughs> <laughs> Did the same thing. Like, I don't know if he said he was a bad player, but, like, he was giving that impression. Yeah, yeah, Like, uh, not, not a bad player, just, like, an unknown, like, some guy, just, like, some unknown commodity. Some random, yeah. So, some rando. Yeah. So, rando like ando. Rando ando. So, yeah. That was, uh, that was kind of a thing, and that cracked me up, because Vano is just, he has no, like, he plays his player. Like, I think that might actually help him. I don't know. He probably played, he's probably played Finkel, like, ten times. <laughs> Nine and zero against them. Nine and zero against Finkel. Like, who's this random idiot? I keep playing. Yeah, I keep playing this like, guy. Yeah. He's ta- His name sounds like a like Santa's elf. Finkel. What is that? Yeah. yeah so I just Van Ice. He, he always plays these guys. He just these pro players. Has had no idea who they are and just beats them all. Yeah. You know, or beats them or plays against them and whatever. And yeah. So I'm assuming I'm assuming Van Ice has played like every pro tour player in the history of the world. Just unaware <laughs> of it. Yep. So yeah, that was also cool. So everyone who did well, that was awesome. Hope to have great, uh, great, you know, uh, finishes at other events. So he's, he's like, why do all these random assholes have these? I just played against a pro tour player pins. Like I don't, I don't get it. Why do they keep giving me these? You know what? What you know? What arrogant assholes? They they've got all these tokens with their faces on. <laughs> who are these dunklers? <laughs> But, so yeah. you you mentioned to me earlier that you have some random funny story that you need to tell me. Yes. Okay. So Alex Bianchi, if you were to describe him to anyone, how would you describe him? If if you could use like one small phrase. One small phrase. One small. Fr- I'm looking for I'm looking for a small phrase here. I'm looking for a, just a small phrase. We say it all the time. I don't know if you're gonna get it, but I hope you do. Is it is it, it shoutouts to Alex Bianchi? No. Well, shoutouts to Alex Bianchi. Why do we give Alex Bianchi shoutouts? <laughs> Because he's uh, the game day champion. Yes, Alex Bianchi <laughs> is the game day champion, and this is you know it's you know it's like a throwaway line. It's it's funny because you know game day champion like it's it doesn't really mean that much. It actually means literally nothing. <laughs> but yeah, you win a game, you win a game day. You know, it means you got a play mat at some point. It, it, yeah. it means you own a play mat. Yeah, it, it means that at one point in your life you've touched a play mat before. Yeah. Yeah, so so he is a game day champion. It's it's a it just it, it works. So, um, twice in like the last day, like literally, uh, not even the day, like the last since I since I've woke up in this morning, uh-huh. I've had two instances, two instances about game day champion. So 
I um I'm friends with Ken Tober and all those you know Ken and Kathy on uh-huh. on Facebook. Okay. And so there was this I'm gonna call it a brouhaha that <laughs> okay. that kind of happened at some kaijudo events where uh, Ken got into a a bit of a disagreement with a player. Okay. And I don't know. I've heard different stories. I've talked to Jeff Stockberger. Shout outs to Big Daddy Jeff Stockberger, <laughs> the big man. And uh, yeah, we talked about uh, you know what was going on. So apparently Ken got into an argument with this guy. He had played in a in a round, like a, like a winning in effectively for a top eight. And you know I guess there was some yeah, Ken left. He was kind of pissed and mad at the guy and so forth. Ken says because the guy was kind of making you know mean comments, kind of sexist comments about Kathy. Okay. And, you know, never a good thing. Sexist comments are bad. We want to, you know, make it, you know, open to everyone and all that good stuff. I'm not going to mm-hmm. go on another, you know, rant about things like that. But, you know, I mean, at the, you know, at, you know, also at the same way, Ken's been known to be, you know, a bit of a hothead when he loses, for lack mm-hmm. of a better term. And, uh, yeah, so what happened was uh, the guy ended up writing an article for some website about, uh, you know, his first place, because he ended up winning the event or top two or did some random important thing to get you, like, qualified for some uh-huh. kind of event. Who cares? Well, unless you're popping bottles, Matt Gosbeck, who really cares? Because <laughs> that's what I do is I pop bottles. Shout-outs to bottle poppers everywhere. But, uh, yeah, so that happened, and the guy in his – because I, I was like – He's like, he's like, I went to the voice of reason, Stockberg, and I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? I'm seeing, you know, because like, Ken's, like, you know, going on this rant about this guy, and this guy's, like, firing back and uh-huh. and things. So like, I, you know, I got I to get the gotta get the bottom line. So Stockberg's like, yeah, you know, this happened. And, you know, here's the article that the guy wrote. He kind of, like, throws, like, a jab at Ken. He was like, you know, you know kind of like, threw a tantrum and left and whatever, you know, at the event. And uh, the guy goes through his, like, list of accomplishments. And, like, he lists, like, Magic Game Day Champion on it. <laughs> And like that's wow. automatically discredited. Like, if you if you are anyone who plays Magic wants to go through a list of accomplishments, unless you're Alex Bianchi, it's irrelevant. Like you, saying you yep. saying that you're a game day champion effectively tells the world that you're a scrub. Simply yep. put. And uh, you know, just like game day champion. I mean, it doesn't tell you you're a scrub. It, it just it shows like you're, you're so hurting for actual. Yeah, for <laughs> actual things. Like like I'm the kind of guy. No, I'd probably be like I'm. You know, I'm. I'm that guy who traded for that force of will. I'm not, you know, I wouldn't even bother talking about game day champion or whatever. But. Yeah. So well, I've had this discussion before. I haven't come up with a hard list, but like, in terms of, <laughs> it's basically top eight worst play mats or play mats you want to have your opponents to have because you know that they're scrubs. I think number one, I think the consensus was anything with My Little Pony on it, <laughs> uh, or any other internet meme for that matter. Um, except, except shout out to Alex Bianchi. Except shout out to Alex Bianchi. Yes, <laughs> once once that becomes big, um, we're getting there. I, and and, and like, then then it's GP playmat for the GP you're currently playing in. That's another scrub playmat. <laughs> you're currently playing. Yeah. Uh, followed, I think, in a close third by uh, game day champion playmat. Yeah, I could definitely see that. The the event, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure the event you're at. <laughs> yeah, the event you're at playmat is definitely. Yes. Pretty bad. That is that that is a telltale sign. Oh, I'd also like to I'd also like to uh, lump in anything with any anime on it in that first category as well. Yeah, that's fair. Any anime playmat or anime sleeves or really anything that has to do with anime, you're just automatically a scrub. I'm just saying. And 
a subsection of the scrub category. I don't know if you follow like, you know, magic cards and altars and all that stuff, but on the internet, like this, is like this is like a thing, and, I, and I've never seen them in person, which is like one of the happiest things that you know that I can say about it as a magic player. Uh-huh. Is that a lot of people sell these like altered basic like Zen lands, uh-huh. like Zen car lands, yeah, that um have like pictures of like these like very very I can't I can't use the word very enough times. Okay. Scantily clad like anime chicks. Okay. Yeah. And like those those are just like the biggest sign that you're a scrub. Yes. And I haven't like seen them like they're all over the internet and like I, I wonder like who actually buys them. Vinny. And, yeah. And I think some, Vinny actually has some. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not kidding. I think he actually does. Yeah. And like that's where you go from like scrub to like borderline like creeper. Yeah. Like because I and, and by and, borderline and, we mean you're very far over the border. Yeah. Yeah. Borderline from creeper to mega creeper. Yeah. Like Megatron, you're a Mega Creeper. Or Megabug. Shout out to Megabugs. Yeah. That's so, a Kaijudo reference. We've talked about Kaijudo twice now. We need to stop this cast. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, and that's one of those things, like, just in general, um, you know, if if you're using things like that or, like, the scantily clad women thing, sometimes it's kind of sexist, so you probably should avoid doing that because that might be a turn, you know, a turn women away from playing Magic. And, you know, as a, you know, the Magic players, like, 99% guys, um... You know, I mean, God forbid would actually have, like, women playing magic. That would be awesome. You know, God forbid. So try to do your best to, you know, not, you know, give them reasons to think that all magic players are creepers. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, things like showering and not, like, you yeah. know, mouth shout breathing. Shout-outs to hygiene. Shout-outs to hygiene. Again, shout-outs to hygiene. <laughs> you can't stress that enough, you know. Shout-outs to personal fitness. Shout-outs <laughs> to eating well. Shout-outs to not being a complete slob all the time. <laughs> You know, the basics. <laughs> and I'm not talking about basic lands. Please, give me, we were give me about, something we were to work with here. Basic lands. It makes me think of The Simpsons where um, Homer and Marge lose their kids, and it's uh, <laughs> and it's and uh, they're in the parenting class, and it's like, it's like, please, please, people, for the love of God, when you get milk, put it in a refrigerator <laughs> or, a, or a sack filled with, like, cold water. <laughs> and Marge is all freaking out, and Homer's, like, writing it down. And that's, that reminds me of, like, the average Magic player. It yeah. really does. So, um, you know, oh, hear me out on this. <laughs> shout outs to The Simpsons, and I have to, I have to. For some reason, I was thinking about this because it's one of the funniest Simpsons lines. This has actually nothing to do with anything. It's the, the episode where uh, Homer gets really smart, and he get he gets the glasses that like Thomas Edison's glasses or whatever, or something like that. Yeah, and he uh, Henry Kissinger's. He, Henry Kissinger's, yeah, yeah. And he uh, shout out he, props to me for knowing like every Simpsons reference. Yeah, yeah. And he, uh, he 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 puts the glasses on and he's like the sum of the the, the thing I from the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah. There's the of the sum of or the uh, some of the sides of an isosceles triangle is the whatever the thing is. And then someone someone just goes, "That's a right triangle, you idiot!" <laughs> For some reason, that Completely just completely. We're just all over the place today. Which... That, that that didn't even have anything to do with anything, but I had to say it because it's I've been thinking. It was about related it. to triangles, though. It was related to triangles. Was related to the Simpsons. And shout out to the Simpsons for being epic, despite what people think nowadays. Yeah, but yeah, so um, wait, let where what's the um? What, oh yeah, the 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 game day champion thing. Yeah, yeah, we've. <laughs> barely even talked about this story at all <laughs> yes so um yeah and at the same time i was talking to someone else and they brought up um the uh 
this is, this is like the typical 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 F and M mid boss kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, if if you make mention that you're like, oh yeah, I win game day, like. Yeah. That's like okay, you win game day, like. I mean, like. I've gone to game day too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like the big thing is, like you you don't know like how good the people are at your store relative to the rest of the you know the the magic community are. And if you win a game day against bad players, it doesn't really speak to your skill. No. Um, so as a public service announcement for everyone who's listening, here are the things you can use to list as magic accomplishments. Um, PTQ top eights. Yes. Uh, day twos of Grand Prix. Yes. Top 64s of Grand Prix. Yes. Uh, top 16 at a Star City event. You could possibly make the case of a top 32. Top but, 32 is a stretch, but I'll 32, 32 is a stretch. I, I'll know. accept it. You, you money, you money the Star City event. I'll give it to you. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things. Like, if you're a newer player and you, like you do that, that's great. But like, you've been playing for years and like, oh, I, I top 16 this event. Like, I mean, you know, top 16 is fine. Top 32, you're like, oh, top 32. They really don't do deck lists for 32. You're really not getting, you know, I mean, you could have gotten a few losses and played some weak opponents because, you know, it, that's been known to happen. Yeah. So. You, you, can't, you can't. I'll give it. I'll, I'll still give it to you though. You yeah. Cash, you cashed an event. You got there. Yeah. It's 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 not the worst. Yeah. Um. Winning F and M's is definitely a no. Definitely a slam no. Slam slam no. Anything that has to do with F and M is a no. Um. Thoughts on GPTs? No. GPTs. GPTs you... can be really soft. The, they basically have no regulation whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give a slam no to GPTs. Slam, okay. I know for a while, like, GPTs used to be a big thing. Like, Millennium would get, like, 50 people for a GPT. Huh. And, you know, and like and it was usually filled with, like, really good players. And I'm yeah. not sure if that was, like, a Millennium thing or or whatever. But, you know, I, I always feel like GPTs are, like, they're, they, they used to be kind of, like, borderline-ish. But now, like, so many stores running GPTs and they're only giving two buys, which isn't as big of a thing. Where like right. three buys used to three buys used to mean something, so like everyone who was going to the event wanted those buys. Right. So I mean it had more of a meaning. Um so yes, other events that um top top aiding a TCG event. Top aiding yep. top aiding an event that has a thousand dollars or more cash on it. Yep. Um maybe. Like I I, I gotta say that David Adams event that a thousand dollars cash was Pretty pretty weak. In terms I'll, of I I will uh, I, I'll say that that's acceptable. Yeah, I, I, I won't <laughs> fault, I, I won't it. I won't fault someone for saying they did it, but like in terms of a magic accomplishment, I don't know if that's like you shouldn't lead with that. No. That, that should be like you know hey I did this as well. That's one of those things that like, kind of pushes you over the top. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So there's those things. Uh, I really can't think of any other. Other things. I, I could if you win a foil set of Avacyn Restored at a side event. Of this. Yeah, if, if you if you do a side event that has like you know win an uncut sheet, win a super series, w- yeah. w- win a side event that has a, a significant you know value prize. If the yeah. prize is over three four hundred dollars. You can uh, if the prize is over five hundred dollars, you can make the case for it. If it's you know winning a Star City IQ, that's, yeah, yeah. that's not the worst. Um, it's not the worst. It's not good, but it's, it's not, not a, it's not a huge account. But again, I won't fault you for it. If, if, sure, if, sure, sure, sure. If you lead with that, you know. That's not, you know, it's not the best. But if you've got, you know, other accomplishments and that's like a, you know, backing it up kind of thing, that's not so yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think that's kind of the list. Uh, if we forget any, uh, you know, let us know. If you have any questions about what things, we're more than happy to tell you no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Slam, no. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things that, you know, it helped people get a better assessment of how good they are. Um, and because uh, I was actually asking a lot of people recently about, you know, who they think the, the best players in the area are and things like that. Cause I'm trying to figure out, like, ways to quantify, you know, skill and things like that. And I thought it would be interesting, you know, exercise to, you know, hear who people think are the best and things like that. And you know, I asked a lot of people, um, I am – you know, just definitely not going to talk about what people think, what they say, because if I ask you questions, I kind of want it confidential, so I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, make you look bad in front of other people, or, you know, oh, he didn't say this person, or, uh-huh. you know, I don't get back, like, oh, this guy thinks I'm not good, or whatever. I, Be- I also think it's kind of tough, because even though we're all in <laughs> Buffalo, there's a lot of people that don't play a lot of events that are very good, or that only, or that used to play that are very good, or that... People that go to certain stores just have never seen because they don't play in the, in the other stores and that are really good. Yeah, and actually when I was asking the question, I, mean, I made sure to quantify. I said, you know, hey, of all the people who are you know active and you know go to big events and things like that, because mm-hmm. a lot of people mentioned like Bill Nielsen, and uh, you know Nielsen's a very good player. He's actually in Chicago right now. He moved mm-hmm. um, last I checked. Well, are you saying that if we go to Chicago, we get Larry and Bill Nielsen? That I, I don't. I don't. I would hope that would be awesome. Man, Larry, we're just Larry getting all the value. I know that's just that's just exactly where we're gonna be right now. Larry and Nielsen, that would be sweet. But yeah, that would be a you know really cool if uh, you get to see guys like Nielsen at bigger events because you know a lot of times Magic players move away and you know there's like no real like you know huge goodbye and you know send offs or whatever. So it's like oh yeah oh he moved. Yeah. So it's unfortunate to find out you know it's like after the fact just like you know hey it's like goodbye or whatever but you know hopefully he plays events and. Things like that. You get to see guys who move. Um, you know, seeing Larry in Detroit was awesome, really awesome. We uh, we got Value Town on the subway, and it was it was really cool. Like it was fun to hang out. So yeah, shout out to Larry, as always. But yeah, um, in terms of quantifying skill, um, the best thing to do is just don't oversell yourself. Don't, because as soon as you do, as soon as you think you know, you say how good you are. People are going to look for reasons to shoot you down. Yep. Um, you know, when people ask me, how, how good do you think? I'm all right. You know, I, I could hold my own, uh, and I'm not great. You know, I, I could, you know, I could see myself, you know, day two in Grand Prix and things like that. You know, most likely I can see myself doing this. I'm, I'm competent with a deck, and I'm not going to, you know, hurt myself playing one. You right. know, I, I can be a competent guy to test against. I'm not, I'm not a superstar by any means. Um yeah. You know, I definitely have my screw-ups, but, you know, I, I, I make sure I don't – I make sure I specifically don't say I think I'm good or really good because I do not want people to – you know, I don't want people a reason to rip me down and talk about me behind my back and right. things like that. So, yeah, I don't know how – yeah, that's um, – yeah, game day champion doesn't really mean that much. It means you got a cool mat usually. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so game day champions, how you use to quantify yourself is good. That's you, – you've just proven you, – you've people are going to use your words to prove you wrong. Pretty much. Yeah. So, yep, Game Day Champions, whatever. Shout-outs to Alex Bianchi for some reason. Shout-outs to Alex Bianchi for being the original, the one and only Game Day Champion. He is the Game Day Champion. You can be a Game Day Champion, which is useless. You can be the Game Day Champion and just be where it's at. Yep. (laughs) Man, we have have ranted for like an hour and a half now. We have. It's good ranting. I'm, re- I'm really happy with this podcast. The, the ranting. I, I'm pretty happy with the podcast, but I think we should probably cut this one now. We've given people a little extra because we've skipped the last however many weeks for a couple weeks. Yeah, weeks. yeah. I, I've got some stuff going on. I've been busy. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, I think this is a good. This is a good. A, l- a good little extra sneak peek. A little extra snippet. 
Yeah, so I think what's going to happen though is, uh, you know, if we can't get together to do, uh, you know, podcast for a week or something, I'll just do uh, some random small thing like a like a meta game breakdown or like a Kiki Jiki and Friends kind of thing again. Yeah. So I know some people actually liked it, or uh, just do, like a random state of affairs. We'll, we'll make sure we get the the things up, or I'm going to talk about trading, whatever. Because I know I know John's busy and he's got stuff going on, so I I know we hate we hate leaving you guys like without content and things like that because it's like, it's really important to get on schedule and give people something to, like re- listen to every week and things like that. So we're going to try look to forward to uh, passing on listening to it every week. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm going to try to get that going, and I hope you don't mind with that, or we can grab like a special guest or whatever if, uh, you know, you're not free. Yeah. I, mean, I, I know I, we try to like limit the special guests because, you know, we don't want to just make it this, you know, hodgepodge of whatever. We want to keep things the way they are. Maybe grab like uh, the Mad Dog or Bianchi. Or... Exactly. You know, someone who, uh, you know, uh, like a, a regular almost on the mention. Yeah, yeah. Get him a, a little sneak peek if, uh, you know, John's got some school stuff going on or he's got some uh, – you know, work stuff or whatever, and yeah, you know, yeah. and the same goes if uh, you know I've been busy with stuff, I can, uh, you know, set up all the recording things and have you going on with someone else. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yes, we uh, we also did not get. It's the thirtieth. We got one more day. We did not get to our our number of likes for the uh, ask us anything kind of thing. So that's unfortunate. But, A little bit, but oh well. Yeah, we're not we're not here for the likes. We're here for the hearing ourselves talking. Yeah. All that stuff. So. <laughs> Do you have any uh, any other uh, things to mention? Um, no, I think I think we're uh, we're pretty good for this. All right, yeah. So there's a couple upcoming tournaments going on. Uh, some GPTs going around for DC and for Toronto. So uh, check them out. Uh, FNMs have been interesting and things like that. So check out your FNMs. Uh, you know, build a build a janky deck if you want. Build a a new Bob deck. Wish. Build Bogbrew, yeah, Bogbrew, which is not the greatest anymore. Like, Liliana Lavelle was just, like, so important in that deck. Yeah, but did you notice, did you notice, and we'll probably, we should probably end on this, did you notice that we, we were the pioneers of Packrat Mutavolt combo? Yep. Just saying. We did Just it. saying. Yeah. Just saying. We did it. Best, best rant standard. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the guys that came up with that might have been watching our Bogbrew Witch deck tech. It's true. They probably did. I mean, why not? Bard, Nel- Bard Nelson probably did uh, watch the Bogbrew Witch. God, I hate Brad Nelson. <laughs> we'll talk about that on a different cast, though. <laughs> no, I actually don't hate him. I don't. I don't hate him, but he, he's never really done anything to just like he deserves props. He's no. He's no Reed Duke. No. Nope. The, the White Knight himself. <laughs> he's like he's like the definition of the word gallant. <laughs> Regal. Regal. <laughs> we so we're gonna we're gonna leave it at that. Regal Reed Duke, if you're listening. Um shout outs to talk to your talk to your best friend in the world. Um Reed Duke, uh Lucas Labuda. Lu- Lucas Labuda and who is your brother in law because you married his sister. Perhaps. We we don't know if that's true or not, we hope so. And <gasps> I know that it I know whether it's true or not. <laughs> it's probably actually true, watch. And uh and get on the Dunkler's podcast. We'd love to have you on. Tell us to f off or something. I don't know. It'd be awesome to have a pro player tell us to go to hell. That would be awesome. That's It'll awesome. probably be Tom Martell when oh, he finds out about the things we've said about him. I have a golden nugget for John Blevins. This this is priceless, and only he's gonna get it. He All gets, right, he's gonna it. get it. I got to live like remember like after that one episode we were talking about me living the dream. Uh huh. I lived it. <laughs> I lived it. And we're gonna How leave did it on. you live it? 
I, I, I'll tell you afterwards. Uh, okay. But yes, I lived the dream. So for those out there, live the dream, and we'll catch you guys next week. All right, see you guys later. Later.